So my message this morning is living by faith prompts. And as I was preparing last night, as I was thinking about this, I really believe God prompted me to do something. And so, and I'm not sure how this person's going to respond to this. <laughs> I'm not sure what they're going to think of this, but I was, I'm going to ask Pastor Kim just to come up. <laughs> I just felt like God asked me to ask our church to rise up prayers this morning for him. We are going into a new year and a new blessing from God, I believe. And this guy is our leader. This is the guy that God has appointed to lead this church now for, I don't know, 12, 13 years has it been? And, and I am privileged to serve under him. I just want you to know as a, as a pastor and and I was just overwhelmed with joy to be serving with them. I just want you to know. And so can we lift up prayers this morning? Can you guys pray like, a lo- like loud with me and lift up our pastor that, that God strengthens him in this new year, that God gives him visions and dreams and where he's leading us because God has a great plan for this congregation, this church. And so would you guys join me in praying um, for our pastor this morning? God, thank you for our pastor. God, we just praise you. We love you. We thank you for what you're doing in him and through him. And God, we know that you are working mighty in him. And God, we pray for strength and encouragement and and life in him, a life abundant to the fullest. God, we pray of visions and dreams and, and everything that you have laid upon his heart that he just pours out to us in this next year, God. That you bless this congregation, that you bless this city because of his life, God. That you help us to become more like Jesus Christ because of how he lives, how he teaches, how he prays for us, how he leads us. God, I know that this is divine this morning. I know that as I was praying that you called me to do this, and so I'm doing it out of faith. And God, I pray as we pray as a congregation for him, that we just pray love upon him, that we pray love in our hearts for him, that you just pour such love and such obedience to him in our hearts. God, obedience to Christ through him. God, we serve a living Jesus Christ, but we also need to be obedient to our leader. And so, God, we thank you that he is our pastor. There are many pastors that we listen to, that we serve, that we love, but he is our pastor. And, God, we thank you that you brought him to us, that we could worship and learn how to worship and live for you. God, all this glory goes to you this morning in Jesus' name. And we also pray for his wife, strength and love and hope and healing and life in her in this next year, God, that she would just be a rock upon Jesus Christ for him. And so, God, we praise you. We love you. We thank you for what you're going to do in our church in this next year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I think I'll find out tomorrow how he really feels about that. (laughs) And that's, that's okay. I... I am one that just, I have to live by faith in what God tells me to do. And if I don't, I just, I'll spend the whole week going, man, I should have done that. Man, I should have done that. I should have done what God called me to do. So this morning, I'm going to call Rachel Matson up front here real quick. We're going we're gonna to do a little exercise. And I'm hoping you guys are feeling like you want to do something this morning and not just, not just sit and look at me. So here's what we're going to do. As I prompt you, or as Rachel... I'm going to call her Vanna White this morning, if you've seen Wheel of Fortune. 
as, as she prompts you to do something, I'm going to ask the whole congregation to do it, okay? So here we go. We're going we're gonna to go with this, and so do you remember what you're doing? Okay. We'll give it to Vanna Wyatt. There you go. Maybe opposite direction. There you go. The right hand of fellowship. There we go. <laughs> nice. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Rachel, for doing that this morning. She is a she is an awesome young woman of God in our congregation, and God's working mightily in her and through her. And uh, I'm excited to be her youth pastor. So. I'm excited to be a lot of kids' youth pastors these days. God is doing a mighty work in the ministry of the youth and the children, and, and I'm so excited for what's going on. Um, and so with that, I want to just bring us to a moment in our living room on our couch. We're sitting there watching TV, and, and uh, we're just watching commercials because that's what we do. We just kind of zone out. Like. And all of a sudden, it's 11 o'clock at night, and this big burger pops up on the screen. And what starts happening in your body? Your mouth starts watering. You start thinking, where are my keys? <laughs> I, I need to go get that burger. And, and, and then I go, honey, why don't you go and drive to the burger joint and go get me that Wendy's thing because I'm in my pajamas and I don't feel like getting up and doing that. And we have this like prompting in our, in our own selves to like want that stuff late at night. And it's like, why at 11 o'clock at night does this burger come on the screen, you know? And then you're thinking, oh, I've got Oreo cookies in the, in the cupboard, or I've got other things to eat that I could just go grab and start munching on. And so we get this like drive in our own selves. And, and so in our life, there's so many different things like that that prompt us to do stuff. You know, I get a text message, my phone beeps immediately. It doesn't matter who I'm talking to. You guys do this? <laughs> doesn't matter who's next to me. I get my phone and it starts beeping. I just go, I don't even know who's around me right now. I don't care. I need to check this message. You know, they're more important than you standing in front of me. And my phone prompts me to do stuff. On my computer screen, I don't know if you guys get these. It's like, you need to update your computer. And then you either say yes or you say no. My kid this morning, I laid down to sleep. I finally got to bed, I think about two o'clock after praying for this morning and after preparing and and all of a sudden, Matai's in the other room, my six, my seven-month-old, and Rah! that prompts me to do something, amen? If I don't do something, then my wife always has to wake up, and I like to once in a while serve her by getting up with the kids. Or my kids pulling each other's hair. That's a different kind of prompting, right? That's a come over here right now, and the spoon is waiting... <laughs> That kind of prompting happens in my, in my life often. Um, so these different kind of promptings in our life. What if you're, you're in the other room and you're sitting on the couch and you yell, Hey, honey, can you make me a sandwich? How many of you wives just get up and make a sandwich? I, I don't know. That's <laughs> How many of us men sit there and go, I think I'm making my own sandwich today. <laughs> I don't even know why I asked. <laughs> 
Or most of the time when our wives say, hey, take out the trash. Get on it. And I, and I just go, man, I better do that. Otherwise, I forget. Then I've got piles and piles of garbage in the garage. And then I've got to hear about it the whole week. Amen? And so there's different things in our life that we listen to that prompt us to do different things. Our friends prompt us, hey, let's go to the mall. Let's go do this. Let's go whatever. And we just jump at it and do that. But what about God in our life? You know, we always listen to the things of this world, and we're so prompted by the next TV show that's, oh man, I can't wait till the new season of Once Upon a Time or whatever, and we just get so pumped, or Doctor Who or whatever who, and we just get so pumped about these episodes, and, 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 and I think we need to get more pumped about God that way. I mean, I just honestly think like that God is prompting us to do things in our life, and he's going, church, I'm prompting you to live by faith. I'm prompting you to go out in the world and affect it for me. And so this morning, if you're like me, I need a story to help me to live this faith out. And I've got a story in Luke chapter 5, verses 17 through 21. And as I read this, I'm just going to kind of add a little bit to it. So um, listen to this awesome story. Um, this, is, this is Jesus. He just got done healing a man of leprosy. And after this whole healing happens, he goes away. And in verse 16, it says, Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. I have a New Living Translation. Sorry if you have an NIV in front of you. I just, this is my Bible. I just open it. I have it marked everywhere. And so this is what I use. So forgive me if you have an NIV this morning. But I just love this. Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. And so here he is. He gets done. He's, He's praying because... He needs spiritual strength from the Father, which we need spiritual strength. And, and after this whole thing, Jesus is teaching in a, in a synagogue or a, a church. And all these religious leaders are sitting down and listening to him. And, uh, it seemed, and, it, and it says in here, it seems that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. This is, this is huge. The Lord's healing power is strongly with Jesus. And so some men see this guy sitting on a mat outside and, and he's paralyzed. And they see him and they go, man, I, maybe we could drag him in front of Jesus and maybe Jesus will heal him. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know if they had heard that Jesus healed. I think word is starting to get around that Jesus is healing people. And so they are starting to think, hey, I see this guy over here, I think that he can be saved. So they, or, or he can be healed. And so, they, so these some men, the Bible doesn't give a name to them, and it also is a story, I think it's in um, John or Mark, I can't remember which one, and off the top of my head. But here's these guys, and they are just some men, which is so cool that some men make it in the Bible, isn't it? Like, it's so awesome. These some men carry a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. I don't know what, what do you think this paralyzed guy is thinking? As these guys start to carry him, he's probably like, what are you guys doing? Like, I just want to lay here on my mat and, and, and I, I don't want to be bothered by you. I don't, I don't want to, what are you guys doing to me? And they start carrying him and they try to take him inside but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So many people were gathered to, to hear Jesus speak that even to the doors and maybe outside the doors, people were just jam-packed. It's like a huge concert or something probably. And, 
And people are just packed in, and they're trying to get this guy in, and the paralyzed guy's probably thinking, you guys aren't getting me, and I don't know what you're doing. Leave me alone. I don't know what he's saying to these people, but he's probably just speaking words to them, and it doesn't say in here what he says or anything, but I'm thinking he's probably like, you guys are crazy. I've had this. I've been paralyzed. I don't know what you guys are thinking. But there also might be some hope in him, thinking, hey, these guys are trying to get me in front of Jesus. Maybe I can be healed today. I don't know. Maybe word was going around that he had heard, that he knew that God could heal him. And so here's these guys, and they start going up to the roof, and they start taking out some tiles. Now, if I was sitting here and Jesus was speaking this morning, and all of a sudden the roof would start to open, and I'm sure that dust would start to fall, or particles, and you know, Jesus would be speaking, and he'd be, what's going on here? You know, like, there's dust particles falling from the ceiling. Stuff's going on. I'm not sure. And, and it says that they lower this sick guy on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. And it says this, seeing their faith, Jesus says to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. So here's a story, and this is so awesome. Some men having this faith to bring this guy in. I wanted to share another story with you as, I, as we go this morning. Um, this is out of the book of Acts, and it's chapter 10. And I'm not going to read this whole thing because it's a long section. But it's this guy named Cornelius. And Cornelius is in Caesarea where he lived as a Roman army officer. Okay, And he was a devout, he was a God-fearing man as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. One afternoon about...
right. Now I'm, I'm on mic here. Okay. So people get saved. Thank you for helping me out. I couldn't see them flashing back there. Their hands. Number two, people get encouraged by God. I was working at a homeless shelter in downtown Kansas City, and I was a, a manager there. And this lady came into my office there, and she had been depressed for 12 years of her life. And she was so downtrodden in spirit, and her soul was so dead. You could just see it in her eyes. You could see it in her heart. There was no life. And, and I was reading in the scriptures from Psalm 43 that day. And, and for some reason, I, you know, it's just like when you read the word of God that God uses it in your life to help other people. Amen? Isn't that so awesome? And so as I'm, as I'm talking to this lady, I'm like, I just need to open up the word of God. And I'm going to open to Psalm 43, 5. And I'm going to share this over your life because I believe that this is for you this morning. And so Psalm 43, 5 says, Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. And it was not immediately that I noticed a change in her. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> she kind of walked away like the same as she came to my office. But two days later, I was walking through the building doing some checks, and she just yells, Casey! And I was like, Amen. I don't know why you're, you're yelling my name for a reason. And she goes, I am free of depression. I have had it for 12 years, and it left me when you said that word of God over me. Who are you? And I said, I am just a man, but this word is living and active, and that's why I spoke it over you. And so as we speak over people, as we live by the faith promptings, when God prompts you to give somebody a word, do it. If It's going to encourage somebody possibly. People will see God in us. Acts 10, 25 through 26 says, As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I am only a man myself. When you live in the promptings of God's Spirit and you live in him every day, people will start to notice and they'll look at you and say, Maybe you're a God. I'm not sure what's going on with you, but maybe there's something different. Maybe you're an angel or something, and they might want to worship you, and they might want to say, man, you are a great person. You are a great man. Wow, I can't believe that you can live for God like that. And then, and then it's like, no, there's nothing good in me. There's nothing good in me. Only Christ who's redeemed me and saved me. There's nothing good. Don't look at me. Look at the God who saved me because there's nothing good in me. And people will see God at work in our lives. Number four, if it is God prompting us, we cannot fail. Acts 5, 38 through 39 says, therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. And this is the, um, uh, Paul, and they're talking, they're sitting in front of this council, and I think it's in Rome. I can't remember for sure. I, I don't have the background written down, but in the presence of of these people, they say, leave these men alone. Let them go, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. And so this is, this is how we live our lives. You know, I thought about this in, in football terms since it's Sunday. Talk about football maybe for a second. The coach calls in a play to the quarterback. The quarterback runs the play. 
And as he runs the play, he throws a touchdown pass to, to his receiver, and the team scores a touchdown. And it's awesome, and, and they didn't fail. Well, there's also plays that come in that we think are failures, where, where we think, man, I don't know why they just tried to run the ball because they lost five yards. You know, and they continually do that during the game. We just go, why are they doing that? And then by the end of the game, they're throwing this long bomb, and it's a touchdown, and then they win the game. We go, man, that coach is amazing. It's the same thing with us sometimes. I think that we think that because somebody does, somebody does not come to Jesus Christ that we fail. Or because somebody didn't get it, and they walk away going, I don't even know what that guy was talking about. We think that we fail. The word says that Paul um, watered, Apollos planted, or vice versa, but God is the one that makes it grow. Amen? And so we, sometimes that we think are failures, like those football plays, or are sometimes the plays that actually get people to heaven. The plays that you guys do every day in your life with your coworkers, with your bosses, with, with people, your faith that is prompted by God to do things, those things are leading them up toward heaven. Did you guys hear what I said? <laughs> the plays that you guys do every day, your faith, the, the promptings of God, how you live your life, the times that you pray for people, those things are leading people up toward heaven, toward Jesus Christ. Don't you forget that. The years that I prayed for my dad, the years that I'm still praying for my mom, those are going to be answered. God will save. God will redeem. God promises that in his word. Number five in this list is living by our faith prompts pleases God. 1 Thessalonians 2.4 says, On the contrary, we speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with this gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts. We live by faith to be pleasing to God. We don't do it so that man goes, oh man, look at that dude. He's so holy and righteous. No, we do it to please God. We do it because we know that sharing the gospel pleases him. We know that living our life by faith is pleasing to him. You know, the thing that I, I, I struggle with, you know, when I, I'll just share this. I don't, I don't want to be self-righteous, so I'll share this. You know, one of, my, one of my fears as a speaker is to, as a speaker for God, is to just, just speak and not give you the, the meat or the goods or the stuff that he wants you to hear. Because I think sometimes I just want to please you. I, I want to hear you guys say, amen. I want to hear you clap. I want to hear you walk out going, man, you're just a great preacher. You know what, I, I got to not care about that stuff because it has to be about God. And it has to be about Him and pleasing Him alone. In our lives, if we are going to live by faith, that will be pleasing to Him. So if God prompts you to be up at night, start praying. Amen? I'm going to give you some practical things right now to, to do. Um, I gave you a lot of section to write. I don't like to, in your notes, in your uh, bulletins, I gave you a lot of section to write stuff because I'm not a person that, like, writes out my whole sermon, and I'm just not like that. So I'm one that studies and then studies and studies and prays and prays and studies and studies, and then whatever I got comes out of me. So that's, that's how I preach. And so, but I did write these things down, so if there's something that you can take here, take it. If he prompts you to be at night, pray. 
Pray for people you know who are against the gospel. Pray for those who have hardened their hearts against God. Don't talk negatively about them. Pray that God would save them. Amen? If he prompts you to share communion out in the streets, do it. If he prompts you to play a guitar on a street corner and sing God's praises, do it. If he prompts you to bake cookies for someone, do it. If he prompts you to lead a Bible study, home group, ministry, be a children's leader, work in the nursery, be in a triad, prompts you to share your story, do it. If he prompts you to pastor, do it. If he prompts you to preach the word to those in prison, do it. If he prompts you to take a cake to someone's house, do it, and without delay. If he prompts you to read his word, do it. If he prompts you to spend the afternoon with an old friend, do it. If he prompts you to hug and love on your children, do it. If he prompts you to stop cussing or drinking, smoking, whatever, do it in the power of Jesus Christ. He has given us the power to live these lives. I remember sitting in my office at Ridgefield one time, and this was in my old church, and I was sitting in there, and my pastor came in, and he's like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm just contemplating whether I should go over to the school or not. He kind of looks at me, and he goes, why are you thinking about it? I go, I don't know. And he goes, Jesus tells us to go. He didn't tell you to sit here. He didn't tell you to just like, hey, what what am I going to do today? He tells us to go. He said, I don't care how you feel. You go. That's what you're called to do. And uh, that day, I actually went and, and to the school, and, and I said, you know, I don't care what people think. I don't. Sometimes, you know, it's hard as an adult to be around teenagers because you think that they don't like you. And I don't think it's true because I think a lot of teenagers like me. But I just get that feeling sometimes. You know, it's like, I don't think they like me. And I don't think they want me to come to their school because then they're going to, you know, think that I'm going to tell them to do something they don't want to do. And, and so, anyways, I go to the school that day, and this one kid grabs me. He's not a Christian at all. He doesn't even, I don't, I don't know what he believes or anything. He just goes, how many times a week do you come here? And I was like, well, I think like once a week or something. And he goes, man, because you bring hope to our school. And I'm like, holy smokes. Like, I, I was like taken aback because I'm like, it's me. I'm, I'm nothing. Like, why, why do you think that I bring hope to your school? And he saw something in me that I don't see in myself sometimes. But if, if you have given your life to Jesus Christ, you have the risen Lord in your life. People see that. You can't hide it. There's none of us that can hide that. It's like God is at work and we can't hide it. And he's prompting us to do things. We cannot hide what he wants to do through us. And so what I'm saying is that when we go out, God has a blessing to pour upon people. That is awesome. God wants to use us to bless our city. God wants to use us to bless our world. That is an incredible responsibility. That's an incredible calling. It's like the calling of these guys when they grab this paralytic on the mat and and take him to Jesus and lower him in and he gets healed. And it's so incredible to be a part of that. I want to show you guys a video this morning that I actually thought really fit well with what I was talking about. And it's actually a uh, young man who is taking communion out to his world. And so I just wanted to share this with you. So here's the video.
know about you but when I first watched that video I got goosebumps and the reason I got goosebumps is because all these people are looking at this guy and they're they're making fun of him and they're and they're looking and then some some are making fun of him and then other people are looking at him and kind of like I should go over there and take that but I'm just not sure that I I want to do that and then but it's neat to see how what God stirred in him that by the end of that video you see one person Maybe that's all that was meant for was one person that God knew and needed that that day. Sometimes our faith, our promptings are for one person. Sometimes they're not for everybody around us. Sometimes it's not for 3,000 people to get saved. It's for the one person that's sitting in your office at work. Maybe it's for your own kid. Whatever God puts on your heart one day, it's for your child. Maybe it's for your parent's child something God puts in your heart and says, Mom, listen to this. Because God can use you too. And, and so we live by this faith prompting to give glory to God. 
I had two things I just wanted to just wanted to close with, and I just felt strongly for this. Um, if you turn, I don't know if you have a Bible. If you turn to Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through ten. believe that we've heard God's word clearly this morning and if we haven't I apologize <laughs> but I fear that we I believe that we have as a congregation and uh, Ephesians chapter let's see here Ephesians chapter 2 8 through 10 It says this, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you cannot take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. So this first part of this verse. Maybe your faith prompting this morning is that you love God. You've been very zealous for him. You've been on fire for him. You've, you've served him. You've given to the poor like the guy Cornelius. God wants to answer your prayer for salvation today through Jesus Christ. Maybe that's where you're at this morning. I don't know why I'm sharing this. I felt like I needed to. So if it's you, I just pray that you listen to God and, and take the step of faith this morning. God will save you by his grace. Salvation comes from him. So I have that one piece this morning. Maybe that's your faith prompting. <laughs> Maybe you don't have faith promptings in your life because you have not given your life over your, your life and given lordship to Jesus Christ, given him your all, your everything. When, when we say, you know, Jesus needs to be first in our life, it, means, it doesn't mean that there's other gods that come second. It just means that he needs to be all in all. He needs to have every area of our life, every part of our being. And so this comes from him and his glory it's a holy spirit driven thing and so that's the first part the second part is this verse 10 this is for you who are saved for we are god's masterpiece he has created us anew in christ jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago christ has created us anew he's put a freshness in our heart that we could do the things, the good works that he has planned for us. If God has prompted good works in you, I pray that you will do what he called you to do and that you will see those paralytics on the mat, those people who love God but yet don't really know him come to Christ, those people on the mat, those paralyzed ones to get healing, our world to be transformed by the living God. That's what we long for. That's what we're here to do. And so this morning, I'm just going to close with this. If it's you that needs salvation, just pray a prayer with me this morning. That's what we're going to do. And then the other part is I want you to pray, and I want you to write down an area in your life where you feel like I have not lived by faith, and God is asking me to speak to this person. God is asking me to do this in the new year. God, God's asking me to do something. We are going to see this is a praise to God, all these stars up on the wall, amen? This is amazing, but we are going to see, we could see this doubled next year, but no impossibility if we live by faith 
and not by sight. Let's pray as a church to our almighty God this morning. God, we thank you for how you're at work this morning. God, I, I, just, I just pray that you have your way right now, God, that you have your way in each of our hearts, that we lift up our hand in worship and praise to glory to the King, that we lift up our hearts to you, that we bow down and humbly receive the glory of Jesus Christ today. Lord, I pray if there's anybody in you who has not received you, I pray that they know that they're a sinner, that they are in need of your grace and your salvation today, that your blood will not fail them because your word says that your blood does not fail us, that we are saved. It's by your grace alone, God, that it's, not a, that it's a gift. There's nothing we can do to earn it. The only way we can receive it is by repenting of our sins and turning from them and turning to the living God who is Jesus Christ. And so today, if that's you, would you just, would you just do that right now? Would you just pray to God in your own own seat and just say, God, I want to receive you. I'm a sinner. I don't, I don't know you in the way that he's talking about today. I want to receive you. And God, secondly, I just pray for us to live by faith, to live by these faith promptings. God, we so easily live by the promptings of our flesh. We so easily live by the promptings of the things that we love and love to do. God, can we fall in love with you more? so that we can hear your voice more clearly. God, can we know your spirit so much more in this new year? God, that you would save people, that you would encourage people through us. God, that we would be pleasing as a church to you as we went out into the world and it became transformed for you and you alone. We love you and we praise you. God, we take whatever is on our paper and we trust and believe that you are doing that work in us today because in us... We can't do this work, God. We're not going to do it. We're going to fail you. We're not going to do it. But God, if you empower us to do it, we can do it. Because if it's a work of man, it will fail. But if this is a work from you, God, it will not fail. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' great name. Amen. All right. Well, if you'd like to ask me any questions about anything today, I'll be around. Otherwise, I'd just like to greet you and love on you. And um, We're going to take an offering right now. So I didn't know we were doing that, but we are. So.